0: We often reference a five-year plan, but in my mind, having a very specific five-year plan isn't necessarily a good thing. I've thrived in my career by being open to new opportunities and assessing them on a case-by-case basis. They are not always about promotion or immediate advancement. There are often lateral transitions I've made that have been just as essential to my development. In my opinion, the journey is a key to a successful and satisfying career. If you are thoughtful about the decisions you make and the opportunities you pursue, you can always find a way to control your own destiny. Part of my journey was the need to travel. Work allowed me to travel the world and expand my career. I worked on the ground for months at a time in foreign countries, managed global teams, and even had the opportunity to build offices internationally. I love to travel, of course, because it's an amazing experience to visit other places and see new things. But also, professionally, I love the challenge of bringing together different cultures and perspectives. For me, it's incredibly satisfying to help bring down barriers to communication and understanding. Traveling through work is an amazing way to become a more open and tolerant human being. My name is Amy Small, and I'm the Global Head of VR at Brainstorm.
1: Celebrating the work, lives, and achievements of women in Western North America, The Drum presents Exceptional Women Out West hosted by the Drum North America Editor-at-Large,
0: Doug Zanger.
1: Let's start with three questions. What are you most interested in?
0: I really love new business models. So I think my career has been a really interesting one, in the sense that a lot of people don't necessarily see the, the thread that I've woven. But really, what it's all about are new business models and kind of unforged paths. So Framestore is really my first position outside of traditional gaming. But up to that point, I started in localization, which at the time was very new. I mean, localizing content for international markets has been around for a long time, but we had started to really kind of mass produce this content and have to launch content day and date. So suddenly we'd have to get out a hundred SKUs within two weeks. And Something that was normally a very manual process had to become automated, and we had to really rethink through that process of, of how we were going to launch content. I worked for quite a long time at EA working on PC free-to-play in its very early existence, so kind of before the days of you know League of Legends and World of Tanks when this was a very new space and no one understood it. So it's very exciting to try to figure that out as well. And now I think that that leads me to being here at Framestore and working in VR where, you know, the opportunities are endless, but none of this is, is figured out yet. It's, it's all kind of a, the new wild, wild West. I think when we look at, you know, at, at technology and and the way that, you know, people can interact with technology. So it's really exciting.
1: You seem to me like you don't, you don't necessarily like or need a blueprint. You like to build the blueprint in a way. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I it, I think it's, so much less fun if somebody else has already kind of figured it out. So I think it's it's really exciting to try to build something from the ground up. I've had a, some great opportunities in my career to do that, building development teams from the ground up. Here, we're really looking to kind of reimagine the way that we look at VR and AR and, you know, just in general, mixed reality, because there's so many different avenues and ways to go about it, which means that we need all sorts of different types of people that, you know, Some of these roles have never existed and and some people kind of luck into them and they evolve into them. That's really fun to to try to figure out something new and different and then also to be able to put out content that is completely unique to anything that anybody else has ever seen before.
1: Why do we overcomplicate things and especially our careers?
0: My goodness. I, I think we really do that. You know, I think for the most part, I think we all fear the unknown. We're just not quite sure how to take a step back, really look at a problem, break it down, simplify it, take on the things that we already know and understand, and then look for help in those areas that we don't, or, or try to come up with, you know, a couple of different ways to tackle the areas that we don't know. It's just hard to kind of take in that, that that bigger overall picture and try to figure out how to simplify. But I think that that is really the key to being successful, especially when you're looking at these new areas of business, because sometimes things can seem so daunting and overwhelming. But in reality, we're all smart people. If, if you sit down, break something down, think it through, rely on your colleagues. Usually most problems are very easy to, you know, kind of overcome and achieve.
1: Well, it just occurs to me that big problems are actually, in point of fact, a lot of little problems that have accumulated over time to become big problems. And then it's a matter of peeling back the onion of that, or the onion that is that, rather, and just seeing where the root of the problem is, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I learned quite a lot about that. I worked on a project that was four years long, same thing for four years. And, you know, we had to do that. Otherwise, it's it's overwhelming and daunting as a task. So you've got to be able to break things down and and take it step by step. And, you know, kind of coming back to what I said earlier, it's kind of about enjoying the journey and, and being able to Be a little bit humbled on a daily basis about those things that you don't know, but have a lot of faith in yourself that you're going to be able to figure them out or that you and your team together will be able to figure them out and just know that things will change along the way and that's also okay. I think that's also kind of part of the fun. Things will evolve and change most of the time for the better and and that's a good thing.
1: What's the greatest gift you've ever gotten? Why is that?
0: (laughs) There are probably a lot of things and you know, it's funny, I think most people would say this is a curse, but think it's probably a gift and that's the fact that I'm an only child so I know that's got a hugely negative connotation most of the time but for me you know I'm an extrovert I love people I'm incredibly social I think part of the reason I'm that way is because as an only child I had no one no one to hang out with and no one to play with at home so I had to go make my own friends I had to really kind of work hard to form relationships with people really look you know to rely on on my friends and other family members in that way you know, I'm really lucky in the sense that I've got a cousin who's basically my sister and that's because we worked hard at that relationship and, you know, we're there for each other in a way that I don't know that we would necessarily be there for each other in that way if we weren't related. So that's really helped me, I think, in my personal life with my, you know, obviously with my friendships and my family, but it's also helped me at work as well, really be able to try to connect with people, get to know people a little bit better, spend all day, every day at work with people. If you don't really enjoy your time with them, you know, what's the point?
1: That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> It's so simple, but sometimes we forget that, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, why, why be here all day long? I mean, work can be hard, you know, days can be hard, but as long as you're surrounded by people you like and, and generally, you know, you kind of feel like you're in it together, it just makes things so much better.
1: It is true. And it's nice to have a lot of friends in a lot of different places because then it gets you out of just being in that same rut.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think into that end, you know, selfishly, I've been really lucky because I've now got friends all over the world thanks to work, which has been amazing.
1: Let's go to the must list. What is a must do?
0: A must do. I mean, obviously, we've been talking about this a little bit. Certainly for me, it's travel. And part of what I mean by travel, um, there's travel and I think there's two sides to this. Travel has really forced me to be in a lot of uncomfortable situations where I have solved problems for myself. And so to that end, you know, that's something that you can do, you know, anywhere as well. It's putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations and relying on your own judgment and being able to, you know, work your way out of them and and kind of having a little bit of faith in yourself. The sense that you are going to be able to solve, solve that, that problem or situation or whatever conundrum might be facing you that day.
1: What was the most uncomfortable situation you've ever been in in travel?
0: You know, I was in a meeting in Japan where I was the most senior person in the room. And I think,
1: Oh boy, here we go.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of women have probably who've traveled to Japan have, have experienced this and you know, the three other people with me, all men, all by the way, wonderful, amazing people. And the three men that we were meeting with refused to direct any question to me and just kept (laughs) directing it to all of my colleagues who, you know, technically worked for me. I never really thought about it that way, but they, you know, they were my subordinates and consistently was, it was at the very end of the meeting when somebody finally alerted him to the fact that I was actually the person responsible for making the decision about our working relationship. Uh, He turned red and it was really awkward.
1: (laughs) Well, lesson learned, huh? What is a must-learn, speaking of which? We'll call that a professional segue. There you go.
0: There you go. You know, I touched on this a little bit earlier. I think that I look at independence and dependence, and they're weirdly intertwined. You know, I think that we've all got to be kind of in control of ourselves, and we need to understand how to make decisions and be able to stand behind them and and be able to, to stand on our own and feel good and confident in the decisions that we make. But at the same time, I really believe strongly that we're only as strong as the team that we have around us. And if you don't understand how to rely on the people that you work with and you you don't become dependent on them to be able to solve, you know, some of the tasks that are, you know, over at hand or just some of the, you know, the problems that you've got on any given day, you can kind of waffle in that sense too. So it's really good to be able to rely on the people around you and to be dependent, but also really feel good about the decisions that you make and to be able to back them up and support them personally.
1: Well, I think that you have a great take on, I mean, mentorship's important to you, but at the same time, good mentorship demands that people take the advice and independently do what they should do for themselves, really. So again, it's that intertwining of independence and dependence at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: How do you approach mentorship?
0: I actually have a couple of amazing mentors that I've been able to rely on in my career. The first person who hired me at Disney, still a very close friend. And, you know, I probably would consider him family at this point. And I've, I've been able to, to reach out to him, you know, over the years. He helped me get my next job, you know, actually promoted me to leave him and to go somewhere else to, to really be able to further my career, which I think it was amazing. And, uh, you know, I took a lot away from that. And I've also been really lucky. I think that we talk about mentoring and we think about people who might be senior to us or more experienced than us, but I don't necessarily think that's always the case. I think that I find sometimes mentors are people who might be my equal or might even be somewhat junior to me because I think that we all have got different things to offer and it's good to be able to rely on people. But I've been really lucky to lean on a lot of people, and so I've tried really hard in my career to be that person for other people too, to try to prop up my colleagues and my close friends who I, I talk really closely to about different work issues that they might be facing. We all have different aspirations and goals in life, especially when it comes to, you know, our professional careers. And so we're not all going to look at things the same way. So often when I, when I look to give advice, it's not necessarily about how I would handle a situation or what I would do, but it's giving advice in terms of the situation that people are in. And then also trying to think about that person and who they are and who they want to be. And, you know, just being a little bit more open-minded about what those problems are that they might be encountering on a daily basis and, and kind of how to overcome them.
1: What is a must experience?
0: As I sit here with my MacBook sitting next to me and my phone on the (laughs) other side, I feel so connected all of the time. And I probably work too much morning, noon, and night, which I try not to do as much as possible. But I really try to to stay away from my phone as much as possible when I can. I don't know what happened to us as a society, but early in my career was amazing, especially because I travel. I'd get on a plane no one could find me. I'd get to another country no one could find me. Check in at my hotel, have dinner. It wouldn't be until like I showed up in my hotel room like later that night and I literally plugged in and, and downloaded my emails so that I have any, you know, kind of connection with the outside world. And I think it was a little bit refreshing and I think I enjoyed the moment a bit more and I took a little bit more in. Now I find myself often, you know, I was in London a couple of months ago and you know, I'm, I'm sitting out on the street having a coffee and I'm on my phone. I'm like, I don't even really see what's around me anymore. So I try really hard to kind of separate those two and and to steer clear of my phone and my MacBook when I can.
1: Amen to that. So hard to do. So hard to do.
0: It is. I still need help. So any advice you have, I'll take.
1: You're not asking the right person for that. (laughs) You are not. You could ask my kids. Uh, what is a must read?
0: Oh, I love the book Shantaram. Have you read it?
1: I have not read it. Please tell us what it's about.
0: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it, it's quite a long book. It's a novel, but it's kind of loosely based on the author's life. Uh, I don't want to ruin it because I think it's really a worthwhile read, especially if you do love to kind of travel. But the book really sells this amazing, I would say, sense of adventure. And also, you know, the main character has to be incredibly adaptable. He's, he's actually on the run. He's escaped from prison. He's kind of created a new life for himself, but he's constantly kind of having to reinvent himself to learn to rely on people to get himself out of interesting situations and build a new life from scratch in a sense um, to kind of re-enter society as a different person. So it's really fascinating.
1: That's really cool. What do you think people will take away from that?
0: The story itself is an interesting one, but I think the most important thing to take away is this idea of adaptability and that we're probably all way more capable than we give ourselves credit for. And I think that's an interesting thing because often sometimes it just seems like the world can be incredibly daunting and overwhelming. And when push comes to shove in any given situation, most of us can figure a way out and, and also figure a successful way out of whatever our might be. And also find ways to be happy.
1: What's a question you've never been asked before that you'd love someone to ask you? And what would the answer be?
0: You know, honestly... I don't think anyone has ever actually asked me why I do what I do. In my previous life in video gaming, prior to Framestore, I was one of very few women, especially in product development. You know, I think that we were once told at EA that we had over ten percent of our team was female, and that that was a major accomplishment, which is just mind blowing and baffling when you think about it. Um, but no one's really ever asked me why I was in games production, and now you know, while well, I'm moving into moving into VR here, but you know, in my mind is very similar. There's very few women that really work in development for software, uh, and I've never really been asked that question. For me, the answer is it was a little bit of an accident, but it was a really happy accident, and I'm really happy about that, I should say, more than anything. I have a finance degree. I accidentally ended up in production at Disney, which was uh, amazing, and I'm very lucky that that happened to me. And One of my strongest skills is to really be a problem solver, to really help break down problems, as we talked about earlier, and and to really be able to try to figure out what is that end goal and how are we going to effectively be able to deliver it. There is a little bit of creativity in that, but really, you know, I'm not necessarily a creative person. I'm a little bit more analytical, and I love being around creative people on a daily basis, and I love to be able to help come up with solutions to solve those creative problems, which has been really fun. And I like that I bring something very different to the table. I think it's a nice juxtaposition, having... A person like me with my background with a lot of different creative people it it gives me kind of a chance to stretch different muscles and then also to kind of understand people a little bit better especially people who are a little bit different than me
1: here's where i compliment you and it's interesting that you brought up your previous career path especially as it related to uh, women in the industry because i was looking at your background and i was thinking oh wow okay, these are these extraordinarily male-dominated industries and segments of the industry. And I just thought, wow, this is this is actually really cool. And then to your point, I thought, well, it's cool, but I think I'd probably rather like to be at a point where I'm not saying, wow, isn't it cool that there are women in this part of the industry? Because to your point, that just is... It is perplexing. I don't get it, but I guess I understand why it is right now, but hopefully things are changing. But where I compliment you is that you've just absolutely been laser-focused on doing cool things in cool industries, and now you're embarking on VR, which, again, seems to be, and and this is purely anecdotal, seems to be very male-dominated at the moment, but I appreciate the fact that you've been in all of these environments and done all of this truly breakthrough and cool and amazing work. And you just keep going. I guess, you know, this is where I compliment you, but I'm also curious now that you've acknowledged that, why is it this way? What do you think you can do to positively impact that change?
0: You know, it's funny because I think it's only been the last couple of years that it's even dawned on me that, it's strange that I'm one of the only women really in development. And like I mentioned, I think it was really refreshing to get to Framestore because there are so many women here and, you know, in various capacities across the organization. So for me, that was incredibly refreshing. But to your point, when I walked in the door, it was one of the first things that I noticed, which is wild and kind of crazy. And, you know, we're really lucky, especially as a VR group. We've got quite a few women in very senior leadership positions, which is awesome. But I think you're right. I think that it's a little bit sad that we even have to, to talk about that in this day and age that we're even discussing the fact that there aren't enough women in development. For a while, I think there was something to be said about the fact that something about development, especially when you look to you know engineering, which is not really very compelling to women. I think as a society, we didn't do a great job of really getting girls at a young age interested in STEM learning, which I think we're doing a great job of now. So ideally, we see you know this kind of adapt and change over time. But Personally, I think that the best man or woman for the job is is who should be put in those roles. But there's also a lot to be said about balancing a team. And as somebody who really loves to grow and build teams, I really spend a lot of time thinking about that. So it's not just about this male versus female breakdown, but it's also about bringing in different people with different types of backgrounds and personalities and cultures. So here at Framestore, we're really lucky. We're a British company with multiple offices in North America. And that means that we often talk that we've got the United Nations representing a lot of our meetings. We've got people from all over the world. And those different perspectives, I think, really help to create some really amazing, unique, and interesting creative product that we're able to put out for our clients and, and then also for ourselves. And so we all owe it to ourselves to be a little bit more open-minded about the types of people that we bring on team. And I think that looking to women as well, that's also really important. I mean, a well-balanced team between men and women and different nationalities or just different perspectives, whatever it might be. I mean, even if you look at the U.S., me being from a small town in Pennsylvania and being in L.A., certainly, you know, my upbringing impacts who I am, just as it does for everyone else. So it's really important to to try to keep those things in mind and not be, I think, so singular-minded in terms of the types of people that we're trying to build teams out of.
1: Every guest on the show gets a chance to talk about whatever they'd like for a couple of minutes. So without further ado, the floor is yours.
0: We've talked about quite a few things here. And my final thoughts just, I think, surround the fact that if you don't love what you do, really, what is the point? So it's really important to love what you do, love the people that you work with, be incredibly open-minded, and also... Be open-minded to lots of different experiences. I think that a lot of us are a little bit scared to take a leap and try to do something a little bit different or something new. You know, it's been my experience that it's been incredibly rewarding being able to switch industries, take on new challenges, paths that have been unforged in a way, and and try to manage your own destiny. So I really encourage people to think outside of the box a little bit, uh, try things that are a little bit new and that might make you a little bit scared. And just really appreciate that overall journey that life will take you on, both personally and professionally.
1: Much like The muscleist, List, we like to end with one last piece of advice. You've given a lot of advice on the show, which has been really great. What is one more piece of advice that you'd like to share as your last word?
0: My last piece of advice would be that who you are personally, we're, we're all unique individuals and it's really important to embrace who you are and be as successful as you can be while also being yourself. I think that's incredibly important. Try not to fit into some sort of preconceived mold or, you know, kind of idea or agenda that you think that others have for you or that you, that you kind of see as success. It's great to have mentors and to aspire to be like other people, but I think you've got to find a way to take those aspirations and try to find a way to make them your own and really own who you are and be proud of who you are and be confident in in who you are and the decisions that you make.
1: Well, I want to thank you very much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And best wishes for continued success at Framestore in LA.
0: Great. Thanks so much.